In this episode of Stories Behind the Grind, listen to my conversation with Jason, founder of The Portrait Store, helping professionals become better visual communicators. Jason's work has been seen on the pages of Entrepreneur, GQ, Forbes, Financial Review, dozens of book covers, as well as billboards across Brisbane, Melbourne and Sydney. Jason, thanks so much for coming on uh, Stories Behind the Grind. You're welcome. It's an absolute pleasure. Can you tell everyone how you began your entrepreneurial journey um, and how you help people become effective visual communicators? Yeah, sure. I mean, I never really planned on being an entrepreneur, I guess. It just kind of, uh, it suddenly dawned upon me that when I, st- when I set myself up to become a photographer, um, I quickly realized that I needed to be a photographer second and a business person first because the photography part is the part you love. It's the part that you, you throw yourself wholeheartedly into, and it's the part that you you just spend all your time focusing on, and and oh, pun intended. And then, uh, you know, you realize that there's this whole thing called business where you have to create products and get sales and form mm. partnerships and all this stuff. So um, it was it was one of those. I'm gonna do this thing that I love, and then I went, oh my god, it's it's more of a business than the photography side of things. And I, and I really had to embrace that. And that was a bit scary. It was a bit of a wake up call when I, when I realized that that's, that's what I had to do. And, and that was about nine years ago. I, I started photography just when I moved here to Australia and uh, yeah. And ever since then it's, it's, it's been almost uh, it's been a really steep learning curve, but I've, I've realized that, the art of business is is almost just as exciting as the art of photography. You said you had to sort of make that switch between just being, a, I guess, a photographer and being, I guess, a business person. Was there a mm-hmm. particular situation where you sort of, where that clicked or was it something that was always in the back of the mind that sort of grew to the point where you had to acknowledge the business side as well as the, I guess, creative side? Yeah, I can't, I can't think of anything super specific. Um, that, that made that switch or that made that light bulb go off. But it was, um, it was, it was really around the time where I was, I was kind of, uh, I was kind of figuring out what part of photography I wanted to really get into and, and looking around at at the other people in the industry that were kind of at the same level and, and above and, and looking at what they were doing and kind of where they, the, where the people that were ahead of me have gotten to. And I was like, you know, these guys, they're, they're great photographers, guys and girls. They're the great photographers, but they're just technicians and they struggle to get jobs. And they, they, they chase after the industry folks and the, the, um, cause I was in advertising and the, the, the creative directors and the, and the art buyers and the agencies. And, um, a lot of them are like undercutting each other to get these jobs, to get these. And, and it was this weird race to the bottom where people were like accepting less and less money for higher and higher profile jobs just to kind of stay in the game. And I, I looked around the, the landscape of that and I was like, you know what? This is not okay. This is just not, I'm not, I'm not playing this game. I am not participating this way. There's gotta be another way. And, and that was, it was a gradual realization, but it was that that vision of, of the industry that, that made me start looking for another way. Did you come across a number of ideas before settling on uh, portraits, or did, did you trial a few things and then land into that, or was the portrait side of things 
what she jumped into straight after? Well, I tried everything, really. Uh, I, I was I, I had set myself up kind of in the same manner as all the other photographers that were around as kind of a generalist uh, commercial photographer, right? Because I, I, I don't really... I'm not really into like babies and kids and I'm not really into weddings. So the, the whole personal side of photography, the whole uh, domestic side of photography was never much of a draw for me. Um, so yeah, so I was doing like products and interiors and people and you know, just everything mm -hmm. food. And um, over time, I just, my strength is, is with people and I've always known that, but I didn't know what kind of photography I would, really get the most excited about but it's pretty apparent after a few years that portraits were the way to go um and then it was really only about i don't know five years ago that i really niched and said look it's portraits for professionals on the rise that's who i work with that's who i really understand that's who i really enjoy i use the language that they use we we understand each other and it was a just a really a really good fit um, to niche into a community of people that we're just really aligned. What happened when you when you decided to to really niche in that in that market? Did you did you find people? Um, how do people react? Photographers were like, "What are you? How how? What are you talking about? You're you're only going to do one thing. How are you going to how are you going to get enough jobs to pay the bills?" <laughs> and um, and see, and then by this point, I had kind of fallen into this whole like you know, business mindset and was really starting to search and learn and, and understand some things. And, um, and, and yeah, I was getting this, this input that, you know, if you pick one thing and, and not just do it better than everybody else, you don't even have to do it better than everybody else. But if you can communicate the problems and how you solve those problems to that community of people, then you know, you're going to be able to throw away those other bits of the income stream. And it was horrifying at first. I took my whole website down and threw all of it away and just put one single gallery up. And, and it was just portraits of professionals. And it was just like, all right, here we go. <laughs> uh, it was horrifying. But I knew what work had to be done. I knew the work that I needed to go and understand the, the clients. I needed to go and understand the customers. I had to go and understand the community. I needed to know the words that they used. I needed to know the fears that they have. I needed to know the, the problems and the, and the challenges and the obstacles that they're all facing. So I could say, look, I understand what this means to you. And, and this is how I fix that. This is how I go about it. And, and that conversation changes the game. When you when you develop those sort of one-on-one -on -one connections and understand who they are as a person, what yeah. motivates them? As a person and as a demographic, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you got to take the, the micro and the macro view of things. You got to, it's a crazy thing. It's, it's funny, I kind of like, it's, with photography, you kind of zoom in, zoom out, you know what I mean? Mm. You got to zoom in and really identify specifics. And then you zoom back out and, and try to, put those specifics in the larger context of, of the community as a whole. Did you find you naturally gravitated towards either macro or micro, or have you always been good at both the details and the, um, and the bigger picture? I'm um, definitely a bigger picture kind of person just in general. Um, 
the details are all taken care of by my my production manager sitting here next to me at the studio. Yeah, so the the details require more effort for me. And and when I'm talking about like understanding your clients and understanding your audience and and, uh, and and knowing how to drill down into that, that was really tricky for me because they say you know you pick kind of an avatar, you pick a person, you pick a name uh, of the kind of your ideal client, and you you want to know you know. Uh, what, what they do and what their income is and what their dreams and aspirations are and what magazines they read and what car they drive and then really get super granular when you're trying to understand your target audience. And I found that really challenging because, yeah, I'm just a I'm like just bigger picture kind of guy. You talk about bringing out sort of the best in people, portraying themselves honestly. How do you help people when, when they come into the studio? How do you help bring out the, um, the true version of themselves? Look, it's, it's kind of funny because everybody's like, oh, authenticity, authenticity. And like, everybody's like, oh my God, these photos, they're so, they're so authentic. They're so genuine. It's a little bit funny because we have to do some rather counterintuitive things in a photo shoot to get people to look natural and genuine and authentic. And if you were to watch a full behind the scenes of it, it, it wouldn't necessarily make sense, but how I get people on board is I give them a few quick wins. There's a little thing that I do called the turtle where you kind of stick your head off your shoulders towards the camera and I get them to do that. And everything we do shows up on the computer screen next to us. Mm -hmm. It's not like looking in the back of the camera and trying to show people what we're doing. So I show them the difference between perfect posture and portrait posture or the turtle. And it's, it's a ridiculous uh, posture to be in, but when you do it and you see it, you go, oh, oh, I see. Okay, so this, well, like one plus one does not equal two here. Um, I get it. You just made me look amazing in three photos compared to the first photo, you know. Now I'm, now I trust you. Now I'm on board. And what else? Um, so those quick wins are, I, I really, if there's, if there's any way for uh, a, a service provider to, to deliver a quick win and, and show the client that you, you just get them on side and, and you, you earn a little bit more trust because, you know, I'm working with people that are way outside their comfort zone. Being photographed is not something that most people are excited about doing. And uh, it's a little bit like the dentist, you know, they come in and they're, they're nervous and uncomfortable and awkward and, and yeah. So I just let them know that they don't have to know anything. Mm. I direct the whole way through and and um, really just kind of hold their hand a bit. And it gets to the point in the session where they're like, "All right, I get this now. I get this." And they start to kind of drive a little bit. And then mm. it's more of a collaboration. And, and that, that's where the really natural, kind of genuine, kind of um, authentic stuff comes through. Um, but there is, it's a, it's a bit of a learning curve in the beginning and, uh, just showing them that you, you're in control, you've got it, it's covered and, and here, look what we're doing. Um, quick wins. It must be amazing to see the, the transformation from when they come in to when they leave the studio. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean, that's one of the things I love most about working with regular people. Uh, back when I was doing kind of the more advertising stuff, it was, You'd work with models, you'd work with actors, you know, you'd hire talent for the shoot and they would be the, 
you know, right person for the job, but they would be very um, comfortable and, and they, they were professionals in front of the camera. They knew what to do. So there wasn't really much of a journey. There was no progression. There was no transformation. And working with real people every day now, that transformation is really one of the best parts. No, that's awesome. I think it's um, it's prob- probably rare to, to get to that level of detail when um, you're meeting sort of people one-on-one and having that um, that big impact in their lives, I guess. You know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where all of a sudden you are able to see yourself in a more intentional, more connected, more meaningful kind of way. You, you see yourself kind of in the way you imagine yourself to be. You know, you kind of, it's, it's almost a vision of, of who you hope to become mm-hmm. sometimes, or at least that's what I'm always striving for, you know, and when that's kind of my, my aim within each session, it, it, it really raises the whole tone. And it's really exciting being able to show people themselves in, in a way that they didn't necessarily even know they could appear on camera or in life or, or otherwise. Do you find you get emails and they come back to you, you know, six months later saying, you know, as a result of, of the session with you, they've experienced more transformative changes? Yeah, look, there, there's definitely some of that for sure. One of, one of the uh, most interesting things I get is, oh, my God, I, I, got a, I was getting a write-up in a magazine and they asked me to send uh, some photos and like I sent your photos and they gave me like a, a six page spread with like a double truck in the middle. Like it's, it's really cool because if you if you send magazines better photos, they give you a bigger spread. And it really it happens pretty frequently. Um, but then, you know, like the thing is, I went for professionals because I know they're going to use these images. So they're going to be in media kits. They're going to be in. In, in magazines, they're going to be on book covers, they're going to be used, they're going to be out in the world. Um, so that, that's super gratifying when people, you know, invite me to a book launch and my right. image is on the cover or, um, you know, that kind of stuff. It's, it's very exciting. You must get a lot of um, a lot of referrals as well. Pretty much all referrals. Mm. Yeah, I, I um, only only like maybe in November that I spend a bit of time trying to do some SEO just to boost my 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 website rankings a little bit and and uh, get a little more organic reach um mm-hmm. through google and and that has that's been really cool it's actually worked and it's really helped and because uh, because one of the one of the tricky things with with this business is i, I do need to find new clients a lot mm-hmm. I, I have people that come back to me but it's usually not for a little while you know, there, there's some time in between when, you know, if, if I sold soap, you know, you're, you're out of soap every couple, I don't know, weeks, months, and then you gotta, you gotta get more soap. Hmm. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not like that. I'm, I'm always uh, looking for, for new clients and, um, yeah. And the, the referrals has been, has been huge. Are there plans on, um, somehow changing sort of what you offer so that you, you do get more recurring Revenue coming in. One of the things that um, a client has just kind of asked me to see if I could kind of put together is like a kind of a ph- photographer for the year kind of thing. So um, you just like uh, I haven't really fleshed it all out yet, but basically I would hope to 
fine for five people per year. And uh, they would kind of have me kind of on call almost uh, for, I don't know, four or five, six times a year. Mm-hmm. Just kind of have a photographer on tap. Hey, I need you to, I'm, I'm speaking at the ICC in Sydney. Um, uh, I need a, I need a new uh, media kit, a batch of images. I, I need a new batch of images for, for social and Instagram and, and I've got, I've got a whole new team uh, starting and I need all them photographed and, you know, just all the everything that mm. we do. But so, yeah, so I'm kind of looking at putting something like that together. That's one of those things where you look at it and you go, how the hell do I price this? <laughs> now it's a, it's a curious one. I mean, you could go really, really high and, you know, have a premium, you know, a premium, premium service. Mm. It would have to be, it would have to be, it would have to be like a $50,000 a year kind of, mm. kind of project. No, that's quite interesting. As far as recurring revenue kind of stuff goes, my best I, my best thinking right now is um, it, it's time to start creating some products for photographers mm. and, and sharing more of what I know and you know, within the industry and um, you know there's there's lots of training and workshops and classes and books and that's in the later quarters of this year I'm going to start actually creating those products and uh, I think that'll. Those will be kind of lower, probably lower ticket kind of things that are, uh, you know, I can I can start to generate some recurring revenue because that's something I really haven't done. Great idea, though. With with all your experience as well, you'd have a lot of knowledge um, to share. Well, and I'm a pretty natural teacher. So before my time as a photographer, I was an outdoor educator and a wilderness guide. Mm-hmm. So I took people out into the wilderness for two, three, four weeks at a time, everything on your back. And it's constant instructing because they're not there. Again, they're out of their element. You're the one that kind of knows what's going to happen and, and how to lead people through it. Just like the photography, like the portrait sessions. There's amazing, amazing similarities and parallels that run between the two. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I've, I've spent eight years teaching uh, all ages all over the world before this. So um, I really love, I love teaching. I love, I love sharing and, uh, it's just really natural for me. Does it, does it come from anywhere where are your parents, um, did it come from them or is it something you've always sort of had, you know, even, even as a child having that natural teaching ability? Yeah. Look, I think I found it. I think I, I don't, I can't really point to anything, uh, like my, my parents or anything. It's, uh, I think I kind of found it when I, uh, jumped into this outdoor ed thing. And again, realized, oh, shit, I actually, I have to, I don't have to be able to do this stuff. I have to be able to teach this stuff. And that was one of those things where it's like, well, I know the outcome I want, Mm. much like the portraits. I know what I want them to feel like. And with the outdoor ed, I was like, oh, I know, I know how much I want them to be comfortable and enjoy themselves. And they can only in the wilderness, you can only kind of be comfortable and enjoy yourself when you have some of the tools and know how to use them well. And that's, that's, like I said, it's again, it's another almost perfect parallel to the portraits. I I give people a few tools, show them how to use them well. Mm. And suddenly they're more comfortable and and having a better time in a a portrait session. Have you, um, you've obviously developed those tools over time and, and, and how, you know, you've refined them over the years. One of the things that really pushed me to, to, to nail that stuff down was uh, I, I trained some photographers to do headshots for me in the style that, that I do. 
And I had to really reverse engineer the whole process so I could teach it Mm -hmm. um, to get somebody else to create an outcome that was, you know, not 100% equal to what I do. But they were they were turning out like 70 to 80 percent, you know, of the headshots. Really, there's really headshots. The, the other stuff, I, I don't, I don't I wouldn't know how to teach someone to deliver in the style that I do. But the headshots are very specific. Hmm. It's a, it's a very precise process that you follow, and I, I follow the exact same process to this day. Uh, after having taught it and and gotten those those actual outcomes for a couple of years. Now it's incredible you've been able to sort of reverse engineer the whole process and be able to sort of have consistency. Every time you do it, you know, it's the same with with any business, really, until you can reverse engineer that until you can pick it apart and really identify the steps that you take to get someone from point A to point B. You're kind of still in that commodity zone. If you can't articulate why you're different and and how you can get someone from point to A point A to point B through the method and the process that, that is uniquely yours. It's all just kind of a, a big question mark. It's all a big gray area. You don't, there's nothing to hang your hat on. I want there to be more of certainty for people. I want there to be more clarity for people coming in and coming into a photo shoot when it's, you're so far out of your element, you know, the more clarity and certainty you can give people, the more empowered they are. And uh, not just in the session, but even as a, a, a buyer of someone who buys things, you know, if you can empower your clients to buy better, you know, everyone's winning. Comes down to education quite a bit, doesn't it? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's, it's kind of all, I'm always educating. Um, and if you're smart, you, you know, you take all the, the answers, all the, all the frequently asked questions, you know, all the things like that. And then you make you make little assets out of them, like a timeline that you can give to your clients that just says, look, this is this is generally how the process goes. And, and you can expect that this is going to happen now and this is going to happen then and this will be delivered here and, um, you know, things like that. And, and you create an asset out of it so you don't have to sit there personally on the phone every time and map out the whole thing and then they don't remember what you said and you know it's like here here you go take Mm. this away have a look at that this is what you can expect and again you're just you're empowering the customers more and and that that means a lot to people for sure when you when you give them you know certainty or almost certainty of what of what's going to happen they um they end up trusting more i'm sure yeah, because they see that there's some kind of process in place. I'm not just showing up to some magician photographer who's going to work some kind of art magic. And, you know, there's there's no way to guarantee any kind of outcome because who knows how this is going to go. And I'm, there's got to be more more to it than that. And and the second you start to be able to articulate those things to people, the more the more easily they they come on board. Uh, you're not you're not selling a product anymore. You're selling an idea. It's a slightly different conversation. You you change the the context in which you're selling. You know, I, I'm selling significance and influence out the back out the back of a process. 
you know, uh, instead of selling you photos, I'd much rather sell influence and, and authenticity. And I guess by being, you know, by showing them what, you know, the process and everything else, you, um, you give a bit more transparency to, to what's happening as opposed to, you know, giving them, they've got no idea what's happening if, if you don't mm. yeah, explain to them the process. And, and that transparency is something that people often fear. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, God, I don't know if I can, you know, give away these secrets. I don't know if I want to, if the, the competition is going to come and see it and find it and, you know, use it against me. But um, I don't know. I just, I, I, you can't really function from that kind of fear-based thinking. Or at least I can't. That's not the way I am. And I've found that by putting everything up there in front and, and showing people exactly what it is and how I do it and why I do it. It has not come back to bite me in the ass as far as I can tell. Uh, it seems to only drive drive things forward. Yeah, it seems like there's, there's you know, many more positives than the, than the, um, the one fear that someone else is going to steal your idea. Because everyone, I mean, everyone's got ideas. It's, um, it's really when you put them into action that... that things start to happen. I'm sure within many industries or most industries, there's there's only a few people that are really out there like saying what what they're doing and, and how and why and um, really kind of laying it all bare and opening themselves up to to that 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 that's vulnerability. But you know, people respond to vulnerability too. And uh, you know, when you write, when I write an article that is like uh, one of those, hey, I screwed this up and this is what I did wrong and this is how I came around and eventually fixed it. And those are the, those are the kinds of articles and blog posts that, that get the most attention. They get the most engagement. People identify with that. Mm, mm. People can relate to it. You know, no mm. one, no one, no, it's hard to relate to someone who, you know, who appears perfect or seems perfect. People can sort right. of relate to the struggles that you've gone through. Yeah, so embracing that and, and really holding them up for people to see and, and saying, look, this is, this is where I fell down <laughs> and then this is where I managed to get back up and this is how this is how, and this is why. It's one of those kind of hero's journey kind of stories too, you know. It's all, all the, old, the old hero stories that, that you know, mm. there was, there, there was a, everything was good and then all of a sudden there was a problem and then they had to go out on on a journey in search of an answer to solve that problem. And along the way, there were trials and tribulations. And, you know, like that, that's, that's the, the classic story uh, framework. And, and we still resonate with that. Mm, purely because we, re- we can relate to it. We've all gone mm. through that process and the process sort of happens over and over again. What's been the most valuable advice you've received from someone and why? It's hard to say most valuable. It was a very recent one that was, I was kind of forced into a position to really reconsider the choices that I had made in my business. I had, um, I'd kind of built things in a way that was my ideal in my mind, was how I kind of imagined I wanted my business to be and set it up that way. I hadn't really done it based on the reality of things. I was just thinking, well, if you build it, they will come and you will attract all the right clients and, and it'll, it'll work. It'll happen. And um, one, of the, one of the little traps that I think uh, at least photographers or maybe creatives uh, mm-hmm. often fall into is, is thinking you need your own studio. 
and uh, I have had my my own space for five or six years um, in different places and different different situations. But I've had my own place for a, a little while, and it just uh, it wasn't serving me. A good friend forced me to kind of reconsider a lot of the decisions that I had made. You know, because you make these decisions. This is just kind of a human human thing. We we make decisions and then we kind of feel we need to stand Body. by them. Yeah, and then and justify them and defend them and kind of hold on to them at all costs, uh, whether it's, you know, um, business or, or personal type stuff. Um, so it's really hard to kind of go back and, and look at what you've done and go, you know what, maybe this decision wasn't the best decision. There's a lot of ego involved, you know, there's a lot of um, assumptions about what people think and uh, what really matters. And, and so closing down my own studio uh, and, and just switching up what I'm doing, it's really weird. There's not like a, a direct correlation between what I changed and, and how things are now, uh, but it allowed me to think very differently and and it's just brought a whole new reality to my business the quality of customers clients that i have and the way the way it all flows has just changed and uh, instead of kind of swimming upstream which is what i was doing for a long time now i'm just kind of in this weird amazing flow and it's feels great but it took a really brutal self-assessment and and uh, dismantling of a lot of the things that I put in place that I thought I needed and that I thought were necessary for success and um, that was that was really really hard and so that was that was only um, God, that was that was that probably all started around July of last year Okay, so it's only been it's only been quite recent. Very recent. It was only around July of last year that I started to go. Wait a minute, this is some every something's really off. Something's really wrong. And then it was like really around October where I started actually making changes. And we went away for the holidays. We had Christmas break. Uh, we, we were off for a few weeks. And coming back to the twenty eighteen you know, in January and, and getting started, it's, it's been like, it's been like a rocket ship. It's been insane. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm still not sure what, what, what changes equate to, to what successes, but, but you I know, really think that that mindset shift mm. was one of the biggest, one of the biggest things, one of the main driving factors. No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going through, through the same process at the moment. Um, I'm on a bit of annual leave at the moment from work. Uh, from my day job and I've spent probably at least half the week so far just reflecting and reassessing and deciding where I sort of want to take take my life and it's been it's been hard it's been um you know sort of had to put the ego on the line and have a really 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 deep and hard look at my myself and where I want to you know take things in life and it's um I've sort of bouncing back before you know between a couple of ideas and having to actually talk to other people and mentors and get their perspectives to sort of help yeah. refine what I'm doing. So I, I can, can definitely relate to um, yeah. that mindset shift. And, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not an yeah. easy process, but, you know, you've gone through and then, it. And, and you know, I, 
I guess if I could recommend doing a little bit of that zooming in, zooming out kind of thing, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's one of the things that I've really embraced this, mm. this, this year. Uh, cause I'm all like big picture brain, but now I, I've been taking a couple hours a week and, and zooming into some of the details and really kind of checking in and, and, you know, just like things like just really knowing my numbers and knowing where things are at financially and, and, and where the, what the trajectory is and where we're headed. And, um, you know, I just, that, that zoom in, zoom out. Cause you, you want to be able to have the big picture. You want to be able to, you know, see into the distance and, and point yourself in the, in the, the direction that you want to head. But, checking back in and, and looking at the reality of things, mm. uh, has helped me. So, um, I don't really do like new year's resolutions, but I did give myself a bit of a, a bit of a theme this year is really kind of feet firmly planted on constantly shifting ground. Cause I'm a very head in the clouds kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I have all the big ideas. Um, but I need to spend more time kind of, feet planted and, and, and feet on the ground and, and not struggling against that, but, but you know, embracing it and enjoying it and letting it fuel you, you know, letting it fuel the bigger picture too. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely to sort of go with the flow and then connect, you know, both the big ideas to the, to the, to the details and how they both mm-hmm. um, support each other really and interact with each other. Jason, what's I sort of ask all, um, all the interviewees on, on the podcast, um, this question, what's your definition of the grind? Ah, the grind. Um, everything, it's funny, like, everything's just changed so much these past few months, but the grind was trying to maintain a, a vision that was not, working that was not a reality that was so that's what it was you know because i was really kind of working to pay the rent and pay all you know Mm. so the grind the grind right now it's it's really tricky i guess because now i'm just trying to make sure the wheels don't fall off it's all moving so fast um you know making sure you it's not the sexy stuff. It's making sure you have the processes in place uh, so that, you know, the things are delivered on time and, and making sure that, you know, all the, all the details are taken care of, whether you do that yourself or you have somebody amazing with you that, that can help manage that stuff. The grind right now is trying to make sure the wheels don't come off. It's well, kind of funny. What a, what a great position to be in, really, from, you know, that, that transformation from, you know, six months ago. Yeah, I, I count myself very fortunate. Six months ago, I was saying, you know what, like, I'm ready for some different freaking problems right now. I'm, I'm sick of the ones I have. <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no point in business where there's obviously no problems. There's no point where things just work brilliantly and, and you're just winning. Mm. Uh, there's just always different problems. And yeah, I was just ready for a different set of problems and I've been enjoying the new ones. For now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you, you definitely, you definitely got what you asked for. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's, I think it's great that you said, um, business never really goes along perfectly. You, you've always got different problems to, to overcome. Mm. It's all, it's always a challenge. There's always, you know, 
a new some, something new across the horizon. Mm. And I, I have so many friends, and they're at very different points along the journey, you know, all the way through from 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 startup to corporate, you know, and um, seeing what they go through, seeing the challenges that they face. One of the most valuable things I have in my life is a community of professionals that I can look to to get ideas and inspiration and advice and knowledge and, and tips and, and um, just understand the journey, you know, and giving it more context, taking a kind of a broader kind of higher view of it all to, to see everybody's, everybody's struggling and anyone that tells you <laughs> that they're it's not going great, it's, it's bullshit. There's, there's lots of, there's, there's lots of wins and you have to celebrate those wins but there's, there's lots of struggle no matter where you're at in the process. And uh, it's a crazy, fun art project challenge to, to figure it all out. And it, never, it never ends. No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a lifelong journey. Nothing's yeah. going to happen overnight. And there's always, uh... but it's fun, right? Like, I think there's, it's definitely the. Can the, be. The, yeah, often. The, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you have self doubts and you want to, you know, Throw oh, in yeah. the towel. You're like, you know, can I please just go stock shelves at Bunnings now? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> but uh, then you look, yeah, yeah, you can't. You got to stay true to yourself. Oh, I, I agree completely. You can't. You've got to be the, uh, the honest, authentic version mm. of yourself throughout the whole journey. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Would really appreciate it if you left a rating. For more inspiring stories and advice, Follow Stories Behind the Grind on Instagram and Facebook.